Do the Dallas Cowboys have to make a move before the trade deadline? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked, Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We've got more of your Twitter questions that we want to get to today, including this first one from Jared. <laughs> he says, does the recent success of other uh, Dallas teams or other teams in the NFL put pressure on the Cowboys front office to make a move before the deadline? I mean, I, I think if it does, it's all just, you know, media based like you know yeah. pressure it's not any actual pressure uh, 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 in any kind of results based way um i think he's basically it, asking hey because the uh texas rangers are doing well do, do, do the cowboys have to make a move to steal some of the spotlight back yeah i don't think dave hellman was wrong to suggest that because uh, the cowboys were not the lead dog in the uh, dfw sports news cycle that 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 you know jerry would want to shake it up a little bit and and look i i, I think uh, you know, traditionally that, that has kind of played out in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I, I think have to, and, and, you know, I, I, these are all situations that are not like, you, you don't make trades based on, uh, needing to make a trade. Like, you know, like, it's not like you go out there and feel like, oh, we've got to make a trade. So let's go out. We've got to hit our quota trade. on trade system. Yeah. yeah like. Like I, I, you, you, you do trades based on whether it's a good fit for what you're looking for, whether you think the price is right for the value that you're receiving. Um, and I, and you know, I, I think that there are some trades out there that of players that have been kind of publicly made known to to be available on from their teams. I think there's some trades out there that the Cowboys could could look into and, and could kick around and maybe even eventually you know uh, uh, avail themselves of. But I, I don't think that uh, you know, and I, I'm. I'm I, being maybe a little too obvious here. I don't think that there is any pressure, you know, prompted by the fact that the Eagles made a trade or the fact that the sure. Rangers are in the world series or, you know, I don't, I think Jerry likes to like make us think that those are things that will uh, uh, prompt a trade so that he can create more fear and then reclaim the, the, uh, the news cycle. But I don't know that that actually adds any real pressure to the team. And, and let's just be honest here. The Cowboys have already made four trades this calendar year between Trading for Stephon Gilmore, trading for Brandon Cooks, trading Kelvin Joseph to Miami for Noah Igbenogany, um, and then trading for Trey Lance uh, ahead of the season. So it's not like they haven't made any moves. In fact, this, this is the most trading I think I've ever remember them doing, you know, in a single kind of calendar year, especially when you look back at them getting Hankins last year. Um, I don't think they make a deal like this week. The deadline's on Tuesday. I think they see how this Rams game plays out see what the health of their roster looks like before they make a move. But my thing is I keep looking at the, the roster and it's like, where's the one spot that's 
obvious that they need to go out and make a trade. I don't know yet. And I think maybe we'll find out more after this game. You could say corner, but look around the league. There's just not a lot of corners out there that yeah. teams are giving up. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is I, I think that, you know, they're – look, I mean, the Eagles had a clear need there. And, and, yep. and again, like let's point out the fact that the reason the Eagles had a need there is because they didn't do a good enough job filling the need earlier. You yeah, know, they thought I, Terrell Edmonds would be a good cheap option, and he wasn't. He they couldn't play him there, and that's kind of part of the issue. I think is that we forget that the reason that these teams sometimes have to trade at the deadline is because they didn't do enough up front or in the off season to fill that position, right? So, I, I feel like the Cowboys don't get enough credit for filling the position and, and the depth charts uh, uh, in the when it, when the trade deadline comes down because you know that they are in a good spot. Now, again, does that mean that they should be turning down good trades that have value of good players? Absolutely not. Uh, should they be trying to improve their team? Yes, absolutely they should. But I, I also think that there's something to the idea that their roster is such that, you know, a lot of these trades aren't palatable because it's not necessarily worth giving up assets for something that is uh, uh, probably equal to or if only a little bit better than what well, you've got. I'll give you an example because I, I I am of the belief that I think they could add another quality cornerback and be set because I've made my thoughts known on Jordan Lewis. But you start to look at like the, the, the cornerback options that aren't named Patrick Sertan and Jalen Johnson. And it's like yeah. That's Caleb the Farley for the Titans, yeah. who has been injured a lot. Kyer Elam in Buffalo, who's been a healthy scratch multiple weeks this year. Those are both outside corners that can't play for their current teams. And then you look at the Cowboys roster, like are they better than Nation Wright, Noah Igbenogany, Eric Scott? Maybe. And we'll even say probably. But is it enough to, for you to give up a fifth-round pick, which you don't even have right which now. Which you don't even you have. Yeah. Traded away. It would be a future fifth-round pick. Maybe, but I'm not certain that those guys are substantially better. And, and before we're willing to like give away, and I understand that there is certainly a a – uh, a market surplus or, or an in, in, inequity in in the uh, value of late round picks. I understand that that there is a, a, a value in trading those picks for veteran players, but the Cowboys have also had success using those picks to get players. So uh, you know, I, I think that the idea that especially since they've given away all of this coming drafts, you know, kind of late round picks, middle round picks, uh, you know, you're gonna have to dip into a year after that, and it, 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 there's. I'm I'm all I'm all for a trade, but I, I but I think it needs to be something that you feel like you're getting clear value for there, and, and you're not just making a trade for the sake of making a trade, yeah. especially when it's incrementally better than the play, young players that you've got on your roster already that you feel like maybe could get from here to there just with a little bit of playing time potentially. I will say linebacker is the one spot that I think you could get. I don't know about an upgrade, but you could just get somebody else that you feel good about. I know there's some people that have mentioned Jordan Hicks from the Vikings. I don't know how likely it is they trade him. Not he's now. older, but he just he just had a fantastic game against the 49ers. But he's had a great season. With yeah, him, he's, he's had a great season. Yeah, but I'm saying somebody like that, like yeah. a non Pro Bowl linebacker with a cheap salary that you could use in a rotation until Leighton Van Der Esch gets back. If that guy is available, that's what I would like to see them do. But but is I, he available? That's the question. That, right? it, it, it's the same thing as corner. You look around the league. Look at some of the linebacker depth charts around the NFL, and it's brutal. Uh, we mentioned Josie Jewell from the Broncos. That's somebody who I'm interested in. Jordan Hicks. 
Again, I, you're looking for like an average to slightly above average linebacker that you can get with a late round pick swap. That's that's probably what you're hoping for here. Yeah, just somebody kind of rental for this year at corner at linebacker to kind of fill in you know injury holes that you've got there. Uh, but then again, maybe you know maybe you come out here and and Bell and and Clark play incredible against the Rams, and you're just like. Maybe you don't need it. Maybe I don't I mean, need a trade for Luke Gifford uh, <laughs> to come back from Tennessee hey, uh, from a sinking ship. That one. Honestly, uh, that, w- yeah. that wouldn't surprise me at all. No, I mean, honestly, if, if they want it, like something like that, if you want to go get Luke Gifford for like a uh, conditional seventh, seventh or like pick, yeah, trade yeah. seventh round picks, I'm all for that, you know? But yeah. I, I think the idea like, you know, trading. Unfortunately, you're at a spot where you either need to make take a very big swing and trade like a you know second or third round pick for someone who's actually going to move the needle, or you're going to be trading for you know someone like that, Luke yep. Gifford, who is quality depth special teams yep. player. You know, for for very little. I, I don't know that that middle range of 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 trade uh, talent is is very good, and also uh, uh you know worth it considering how few of those picks you have. All right, let's move on to the playmakers on offense because there's a lot of people that don't believe the Cowboys have enough offensive weapons to compete with the Eagles and the 49ers. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and the easiest way to buy tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I absolutely love Game Time. I'm thinking about maybe buying some tickets to Buccaneers Bills here on Thursday night. Should be a lot of fun. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your upfront total so you know exactly what type of deal you're getting without any hidden fees. You can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem promo code LOCKEDONNFL, all one word, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every single day. I want to let you know football season is here and Locked On is kicking up the coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanisha Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs. We'll break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Landon, let's get to another question. This is a, a really good one from Carter. He wants to know, does the offense have enough playmakers or do they need to go out and grab someone else? Hmm. I, you know, I, I think if you wanted to go out and grab somebody else, I mean, I think there probably would be room to try to fit them. But I, I also think that I would like to see them kind of just get things straight with Brandon cook. I would like to see them, you know, get Ferguson more touches. I think that they're, 
the problem is is more right now not getting the ball to all the playmakers than I think it is not having enough playmakers. Um, you know, and I, I the Gallup situation is is kind of one that you would maybe hope that you could replace. But I, I honestly like. I mean, much like our conversation in the last segment, you know, it's like ultimately who's available. You well, know, it's like before you even get to who's available, like in an ideal world, what is the type of playmaker that you would like to add to this offense right now, as is? <sighs> well, I mean, I, I think it would be great to get another kind of uh, uh, reliable route runner type that could that could win, uh, uh, you know, early. Um, I think it would be, you know, I don't know that you need necessarily another deep option or a speed option. I just think that you need to avail yourself of the guys that you have a little bit better. Um, you know, I would say uh, an outside guy who could give you, uh, uh, you know, some easy wins, especially kind of in the middle to intermediate range. Uh, 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 you know, more of a true X, you know, honestly, I think would be very helpful at this point just to kind of help consistently move the chains, you know, um, I, I got a name for you then. Let's hear it. Actually, I've got two. So if you're looking for the X option, I wouldn't be surprised to see DeAndre Hopkins get traded. Now, mm. the Hopkins, the problem with Hopkins is he just has such a lack of speed, and I already feel like this offense is kind of slow as is. And Hopkins has a fairly decent salary. And can you afford to pay Hopkins and CD Lamb after this year, and Michael Gallup and Brandon Cooks? I don't know. That seems like it's a lot of money into your receiving core. Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, like uh, I don't know what Tennessee's contract is with, with like with them right now, but I mean, I I would only really be interested in that if it was a year rental. I mean, I, I'm not looking to have Hopkins on the team long term. I don't think. Um, yeah, I, but I think he got enough guaranteed money for the next two years, I believe. Mm. And I think that's what makes it a little tricky. Yeah, that uh, does make it a little tricky. Honestly, I, I got another option while I'm pulling up uh, Hopkins' salary. If you wanted a a guy that wins early in the routes. Uh, Hunter Renfro is available. Mm-hmm. And when I mean available, I mean like available. very available. <laughs> uh, but the issue yeah. with Renfro is he is a slot only option, and you already play CD Lamb heavily in the slot. You've got Jake Ferguson who kind of occupies the middle of the field. Can you afford to bring in a slot only option on this team when you already have a guy like Jalen Tolbert, who's your number four, who's not playing at all right now? I mean, I think you can afford it because it's it's going to cost you zero to do it. But the question is, like, yeah, I mean, is he going to move the needle because you're just not going to be able to get him on the field very easily? You, you Look, I like Hunter Renfro, and I think he would be a nice addition. But I'm not moving C.D. Lamb out of the slot to play Hunter Renfro. No, like, I'm just, that's the issue. I'm just not. So, uh, uh, I've, got, yeah. I've got Hopkins' contract, by the way. Uh, yeah, so he has no, he's got no guaranteed money left on his deal after this season. Uh, now the Titans would be on the hook for like 13 million over the next two years, 2024 and 2025, which makes me think that you're going to have to probably give up a third round pick for him, but a third round pick to rent Deandre Hopkins for, it it would basically cost you nothing this season to do that. Uh, I mean, your third round pick, (laughs) um, yeah, that's, that seems pricey for a one year rental for Deandre Hopkins, right? Like. He's he's had a pretty decent year from what it seems like. Man, by the way, if you guys haven't had a chance to check out those wide receiver metric uh, uh, that was released by Brian Burke, really cool tool. Um, but yeah, I, I think that you know, 
for the most part, that would be this is where you wish you had like a fifth round pick, yeah. right? Like to, to like because I feel like that would be, or uh, you know, even a fourth, I th- probably would be like, okay, maybe, um, maybe you could throw in a fourth this year and then, God, but you're really they don't have their fourth pick. this year because of Trey oh, that's Lance. right, because of Trey Lance. So yeah, I mean, it, it would need to be like, oh God, I, yeah, giving away your third is just a lot. Maybe it's a lot, you give away two picks somebody... next year or something. Like yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I'd prefer to do it with somebody whose contract I like a little bit more because there's also a $1.05 million per game roster bonus that he has. It's quite a lot. Now, I don't know how much the Titans would pick that up or how that works, but yeah, that one's tricky. Other than Renfro and uh, DeAndre Hopkins, the only other name that we've heard is Jerry Judy, who the Cowboys have reportedly liked in the past, but he's the same thing. He's somebody who... His contract is up at the end of the year. He is the route runner, kind of separator on yeah. the outside. Uh, but what would it take to rent him for the next 11 games? I'm guessing Denver's going to want at least a third. And what's Sutton's deal? I mean, I, I haven't kept tra- track of him. S- Sutton is, Sutton's on a very manageable contract. Um, but I don't but he's know. He's not if, the same player that he was. He's not, he's not the separator. He is more of the go up and win a contested ball, uh, 50-50, that kind of stuff. Feels like a lot of what you've got in Gallup, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so there you go. It's not it's not like there's a an easy solution here for a lot of this stuff. And and, and that's why I, I think you know giving giving uh some other guys some more snaps, trying to figure out a better way to use cooks, um, Tolbert, you know, getting more options. Uh I, I think these are all and look, it just more usage of Ferguson, honestly. I I I I harped on this a little bit yesterday, but you know, having kind of combed through that 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 uh analytic uh, uh mapping that, that Burke released yesterday, Ferguson is being underused, you know, yeah, especially considering how how much of a yak player he is. They gotta find a way to get the ball to him more, uh and to complete some more of these passes to him. Uh and I think that that's something that Dak is uh uh you know really needed at you know different times in his passing attack is a, a reliable tight end option it just feels like they need to find more targets for him specifically and then you know you hope that you get some better uh results uh and i i think you will get better results from guys like schoonmaker and 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 when yep. they get more targeting moving forward so i just think you need to mix in more folks that's that's really yep. the the note i would have yeah, I mean, I'm usually one of the ones that wants the Cowboys to go out and get more playmakers and stuff, but I just don't see any, per, you know, really good fits. Not like when Amari got traded, and there just it doesn't seem like there's a name out there. I will say there is one player out there that I, I would like a lot, Hollywood Brown, but I think hmm. you're going to run into the same issues that they have with Brandon Cooks, where the team is just not really designed to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, I mean, I don't. They need a. They need a just. Take more shots, you know. It's like they, I'd they like to see them do that before I invest more into those type of receivers. Yeah, exactly. And again, like really, where you feel like they need to attack the the field more is, you know, kind of the middle middle of the field, the medium distance. You know, that's really where it feels like there's a huge yeah. hole in this passing attack. So, uh, all right, let's get to another question, including how do the Cowboys fix their offensive line coming out of the bye week? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. 
It is so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. All you have to do is add your job and then the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks is the most fun that I've had playing DFS. You can win up to 25 times your money. There's so many different players and stat projections out there. It's, it's, it's just so much fun. I also love the prize pick reboot policy, which will reboot your entry. If one of your players gets injured in the first half and does not return for the second half, that player is rebooted. These are available for NFL games and college football top 25 matchups. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LockdownNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Everydayers, on tomorrow's show, we've got the crossover show with the, the Lockdown Rams guys, so make sure you tune in for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. We uh, we got to talk to them last year uh, ahead of the Cowboys matchup, which, as you'll remember, Dallas won with Cooper Rush in a kind of ugly game. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Landon, our last question here from Evan. He wants to know, if you're the Cowboys, how do you get the starting offensive line working better? I'm so excited. I, I yelled and, and, and I had to get it muted. Uh, I, I think the first thing is health. You know, Getting Zach Martin a week off of that leg is going to be, be hugely beneficial for him. Same with Biotish. Same with Biotish and, frankly, same with T- T- Terrence Steele. Just another week uh, of rehab to kind of get his knee better because – he has just not looked like the same player as he has previously. Just not, you know, comfortable on the knee, I, I don't think. I got a question for you. Yeah. Who is their healthiest offensive lineman right now? Mm, Tyler Smith. Is it? I mean, he's been dealing with a hamstring injury all year. Mm, I, I mean, yeah. That's that's small potatoes compared to what everybody else is dealing with. Was dealing with it. Was it a knee or an ankle injury? Yeah. Knee injury. And, and, and a knee. Uh, uh, Biotish. I mean, it's been crazy with, how every uh, single uh, one of those guys – they have all missed a game, right? Well, I guess uh, Terrence Steele hasn't. No, no, Steele hasn't missed. <laughs> of all the people who haven't missed yeah. the game, the guy that's coming off the ACL injury, rushing back from the ACL injury, has not missed a game. So I, I think just health is going to help. And then, again, one thing that you and I were talking about before show that I think is going to be a huge help that is going to go under the radar a little bit is the return of Jeff Blasco. And mm-hmm. I know that he's the running backs coach, and that may not seem like uh, makes sense. But the truth of the matter is, is that Blasco is the one who's in charge of the run game. Not and just the, run, the biggest the, issue with the Cowboys offensive line right now. Exactly. And I, and I think, uh, uh, you know, having been the former assistant offensive line a coach, he obviously has a, a huge part in making sure that the 
running backs room and the uh, offensive line are married, especially in the run game. And yeah, that I think that's the, the biggest problem with the offensive line hasn't been pass protection necessarily. It's been, it's been run blocking. Um, so I, I think that if, Blasco can come back, help organize things a little bit better, hopefully kind of get your running game back on track a little bit more. That's going to help with the rest of the offensive line play across the board, right? You're going to have better success running the football. Uh, it's going to mean for for a little bit more manageable third downs, hopefully. Uh, you know, And hopefully you don't even need to get to third down. You can just get some more efficient play in first and second down, and, and you're picking up first downs. Because right now what's happening is that you know, the Cowboys are struggling on an efficiency level to run the football oh, and so ultimately to the point where it's, it's, it's become, you know, a, a Dak live or die on third downs. I mean, you, you just can't simply throw the football all three downs. And, and so you, when you do run the football, you got to have some kind of efficiency and it certainly can't be a negative play, which is what's happening a lot more. I mean, <laughs> One of the big things that's happened since Zeke has left is that the Cowboys are incurring a lot more negative plays in the run game, and which they just simply can't do. And, and I don't know how that's a lot of Zeke. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's Pollard's fault. I think the blocking has just been bad. He's had to do so much dancing no. behind. But I agree. Like, they're getting crushed on first and second down runs. Absolutely crushed. And it's it's really limiting their offense. And I guess for me, that's the thing I want to see coming out of the bye week. And I know it's not all going to get fixed in one bye week, but I want to see it over the next month. They've They've got four games coming up in the next month. Three of them they're going to be favorited. Uh, I mean, it's the Rams, Carolina, and I think there's a Washington Eagles. coming up. The Eagles, uh, well, the Eagles, uh, Eagles, that's the one they're not going to be favored. Yeah. But oh yeah, then after that, yeah, you got to win. You got to win three of the four. And I want them to. I want to see the run game. I don't care about the overall numbers. Like if you get to 150 rushing yards, it's when you run, can Efficiency. you be efficient? Yeah. That and that's what we said in the Charger game. Like we didn't need yeah. to see them run 35 times. It's just when they ran, could they be efficient? The answer was no. And Dak had to bail them out. Dak's not gonna be able to do that every single game. So if you get if you can start getting some five, six, seven yard runs on first down, I promise you this offense is gonna look better. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is that I think it's easy for some folks to look at analytics in general and just say, well, just throw the ball early, but you have to run the ball eventually. Like you have to, like you can't play a game, and there's a reason that we haven't played a game where no one has uh, uh, run the ball on offensive side of the ball yet, and I think don't think you will. Is that ultimately you need the run to run the ball in order to make your offense, your passing offense, efficient enough, uh, right. and, and and you want to help your offensive line, like especially an offensive line that's struggling, let them lean on defenders a little bit than having having to play backwards. So uh, I do think that more efficiency in the offensive line, more health in the offensive line. Uh, more efficiency in the run game w- will help the the overall offensive line. Look, I mean, we know the talent of these guys, and this like, is the I, third I, game together ever. Yeah, ever. And, and so I think that that's you know that's it, it will sort itself out. But I think that they they needed to do some tinkering in order to kind of get that going, and then you know get their feet underneath them. For goodness sakes, all five of them, like you said, have either been injured or are coming off of major surgery. So uh, getting them kind of a little bit in a healthier state, I think, is going to work wonders. Yeah, and if it doesn't, that's when I'm starting to get concerned. Yeah. Like if they have the same offensive line for the next month and they're just not getting better in the run game, that's when I'll start getting concerned. But, we're all, again, we're only two games into this, and the Cowboys have won one of these games. They've lost one. And on the positive note, they've they've been excellent in pass protection. Like they've yes. done a really, really good job. So we we know that they can do that. It's just working on the timing of the run game, working on getting to your spots, making the blocks and then having the running back see it. 
I do think in a matter of time, as long as everybody stays relatively healthy, they're going to get better. I agree. All right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every single day. Again, tomorrow is a crossover show. Friday, we we will be back to preview the game. Uh, Go check us out on YouTube. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow.